What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome to the week 11 edition of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy, the number one outlet for all things fantasy in Austin, Texas. Filling in for the MIA, Noah Opsfeld. I am your host, Michael Smith. Joining me for this episode today, our mainstay, Jared Williams. Hello. Brandon Holmes. Thank you. And a special guest, Joshua Summers, running the soundboard, the former co-host of the famed The Eyes of Texas is a Talk Show. Boys, how are we doing today? I'm doing wonderful. You know, it's a Friday. I've done absolutely nothing today. I have no class. I have a test on Tuesday that I don't want to study for. And going to the Citadel versus Texas Longhorns men's basketball game tonight, hoping for a big W. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. Sorry, I'm just talking about myself. Oh, and uh, today I've been pretty productive. Uh, I've got a semi-formal later, you know, not a big deal or anything. I'd but, like uh, to say the Noah's... Er, no, no, wow. I'm sorry. I'm, that's, I'm sorry. Brandon has okay. got on a white dress shirt, a blue tie, a black sweater, and a mm. gray coat. That's just how, all out. That's how we got to ball out for the podcast, my man. I'm all about success and showing off that we are about this life. And we we are about this life. We want to show y'all how to look good, feel good, yeah. and win your fantasy football game. Let's go. Wow. I... I'm at a loss for words. Meanwhile, I'm wearing gym shorts and a sweatshirt. Yeah, Jared, I don't think I think he just got out of bed like 30 minutes ago. Honestly. Anyways, no special intro today. Would hate to steal Noah's thunder. That's kind of his thing. And viewers, I want viewers to realize anytime they immediately hear our intro music coming out of it, they know it's going to be a good show. Noah has flown home for Thanksgiving. You know, there's there's one thing I got to say about Noah, and it's it's he's a great guy. Wow. That's it. That's all I got to say. Wow. Okay. Okay. I was going to say that man knows his Asian cuisine. That dude is amazing. Okay. I'll actually say what I'm really thinking. He's scared. He's scared? To be on this podcast right now. He's scared. He's scared to go to the Iowa State game tomorrow. He's scared. And that's why he's going to miss. He's going to miss the last game of the year. Speaking of, we're on the 40 40 acres here. Let's talk some Texas athletics. Mm. Got a big ball game tomorrow. DKR's 500th. Oof. Wow. Number 15 in the college football playoff, Texas versus number 16, Iowa State. A really good football team. I'm relatively scared about them. Relatively scared. They got a really good receiver that I feel like can just shred our secondary. Thankfully, David Montgomery, best running back in Big 12, will be suspended for the first half of the game because he got ejected last week. Thanks, David. It's Actually, thanks Baylor for that yeah, one. Yeah, Baylor's, <laughs> Baylor's always doing this a solid. What are you guys looking forward to most this week? I'm just looking forward to seeing a night game at DKR. I've been – all these games have just been hot and sunny and just not fun. when it, It's not as lit when it's at 2 o'clock. Having a night game, the last home game of the year against number 16, we're number 15. This has Big 12 championship implications. I'm just ready for some good football. I agree. Thank it's going to be perfect football weather. Oh my Absolutely gosh. amazing. You know, I honestly think the winner of this game gets in the Big 12 championship game. Might get some barbecue before, then go to the game. 
<laughs> Anyways, completely out, um, out, of, out of the So do you play. think that West Virginia is beating well, Oklahoma? or? It's weird to say that's conditional on what happens in this game, but I mean, if we win and West Virginia beats Oklahoma, then we're in. If essentially Iowa State wins and Oklahoma beats West Virginia, then Iowa State's in, which would be a fun game to watch Oklahoma-Iowa oh, yeah. City. But, I mean, these are two, good, fo- two good football teams. Who you got winning? Oh, Texas. No doubt in my mind that we're going to win this game. I think Texas for sure. If this was an Iowa State, I'd probably be ringing a different tune, especially as a 7 p.m. game. Night game in Ames, we're losing. Night game at DKR, though, we're winning. The the same's going to be electric, and all 200,000 people that have the Longhorn Network will be glued to their screens watching. Great job scheduling the Longhorn <laughs> Network for this. I, I mean, for us, it's going to be probably shorter shorter Short commercials, commercials. Oh, not yeah. as many advertisements. For right. For once, which will be nice. That's true. We should just go back to the good old days when there's no television and the games are just just cranked out, you know? And you can only listen on the radio. Right. That would be the best. Exactly. That's what I miss. I love the radio. Speaking of radio, the show is going swell. I, I love it. God. Speaking of radio and listening to radio, let's give a sh- quick shout out to some of our listeners. First and foremost, Ethan Wells, thank you for your service. Thank, thank you for you. tuning in as, again. Noah Opsfeld, thank you for... Not being here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. being. Thanks for being a Lions fan, so other people don't have to. <laughs> I I like the way you just said that. And thank you for starting the show. Shout out Karan. Shout out AJ. Shout out Joshua Summers for being on mics and audio. We couldn't we couldn't do this without Josh. Hundred percent. I would just be. I agree. I think I'd be at a loss right now. I don't think anyone could be able to hear my microphone. So I'm so thankful for him. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But, Michael, there's one thing that I want to ask you. Yeah. Have you prepared America's favorite segment of the week? Oh, the Michael's Michael Dixon Minute. Oh, I'm doing it right off the top of the head today. All right, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Michael Dixon, the man, the myth, the legend. Last week, three punts, 55-yard average, a long of 68. 68, boys. One inside the 20. Week in, week out, it's just stellar play. I mean, you can... don't expect anything else out of him, out of the Aussie. And the punt that checked up at the five-yard line, that, like, bounced at the two, checked at the five, he's, it's it's like my wedge play, you know? It's just pinpoint oh. accuracy. It's, and gonna, it's straight into the 20. He's just, changing, he's just changing the game. Punters are fun again because of Michael Dixon. And I couldn't appreciate him more. I love him. He means a lot to me. And uh, and he was in Brandon and I's accounting class for, well, Brandon dropped. Well, I dropped the class... My, my accounting class. I dropped the class like it was a ball, and I punted it. But you know what Michael did? He stuck with it. He probably passed that class. And that accounting skills definitely help him as a member of the Seahawks. Completely agree. House, what do you do with taxes and uh, other yeah. things? I mean, Ethan yeah. knows. I mean, Seattle's crazy around there. Oh, dude, tell me about it. I mean, yeah. he's just a FIFO guy, you know. I'm, I'm a LIFO guy. <sighs> we'll agree to disagree. Well... It is good. Michael Dixon leads us right into the next segment. Thursday night football. We saw probably the most anticipated matchup of the year. Michael Dixon versus J.K. Scott. Texas versus Alabama. Punter versus punter. Rookie versus rookie. It was everything I hoped for and dreamed for. Before I was a Michael Dixon stan, I was watching J.K. Scott punt for Alabama. And he's just a he's a big spaghetti noodle twig. He looks like he's but twelve. He knows how to punt the ball. It's unfair for Alabama to have a good punter. Reminds me of, as if Brandon Holmes was punting or something. Except I, taller. That's very nice. And pastier. <laughs> pastier. That's actually saying something. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, pasty. Other than the punters, though, an amazing game. 
Thursday nights in Seattle between the Seahawks and the Packers, anytime they come together, it's just amazing to see. We saw an amazing game, and we saw some amazing fantasy performances. Uh, Aaron Rodgers always having an amazing game. Aaron Jones, is he breaking out? He's here. He has he's, arrived. He has broke out. Like, but the thing is, is it's not Aaron Jones that was holding him from breaking out. Yeah, it's McCarthy. Right. Yeah. Terrible. Always I just love McCarthy. seeing Aaron Jones be able to catch the ball and not brick it every time. Because he looked like a receiving back tonight. I loved it. Tonight? Last night. I was watching a replay. Just I just... I'm in awe every time I watch Aaron Rodgers because he makes throws look so routine that no one else in the league, maybe aside from Patrick Mahomes, can make. That throw to Devontae Adams for this, it was literally, it was like 60 yards in the air. Didn't even like step into it, Mm -hmm. kind of threw it off his back foot right to Devontae Adams. Great catch. Devontae Adams is a man. What a guy. And the touchdown pass to the tight end to Tanyan. Oh, Oh my goodness. He rolls out. Just. He's, he's just, he baffles me. He makes it look routine. Hmm. Mm. Couldn't win the what game, though, unfortunately. What a man, yep. Yeah, that was probably not his fault, though. Hey, Packers live to fight another day. That's true. My Super Bowl pick. Your Super Bowl pick. Yeah, Yikes. That's That's rough. That's it unfortunate. Was. It was unfortunate. All right, well, we're not here to talk about Thursday night football. Let's recap last week. What did you take away from last week? My takeaway... David Johnson. David Johnson is so good at football. It's insane. I love watching David Johnson play. I love when David Johnson gets used. This dude is making $11 million a year. What a steal. What a steal. I think and he's the most talented running back in the league. I'd say second most. Behind Dark Early. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if Le'Veon was playing, I'd probably say third most, though. But DJ's 2016 was better than... No, my Todd Gurley's last so year good. better than Todd Gurley this year. Imagine if he had a quarterback. Mm. And uh, last week, an amazing fantasy performance, 30-plus points. It was against the Chiefs. And while that isn't an easy opponent for someone on offense to go off, he's had a really easy schedule moving forward. And I just I just love him going forward against the Raiders this week. I just, I just feel like he's going to have another solid game, you know, 150-plus total yards. He's going to shred that defense. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's great because DJ even said it, it feels like 2016 again. Leftwich yeah. saying, I want to use him as a receiver, so there's everything is in line. There's no reason for him not to just go off every week. Mm-hmm. I would say 20-plus every game rest of the season. Hopefully. Not even unreasonable to say at all. Not at all. This is why I thought he should have been the second pick in drafts this year. Or first by some people. Or first. Love it. Brandon, who's your, what was your takeaway? Uh, my takeaway was that the Titans really showed out against the Patriots. Uh, played a great ball. Won the game handily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking that as far as the Titans' offense goes, people like Deion Lewis, probably not even going to talk about Derrick Henry. That's, that's probably not worth we'll talking talk about. We'll talk about him later on in the but show. Mariota, Corey Davis, absolutely looking like studs right now. The and defense, too. This defense was stellar. Number one scoring defense. Yep. Absolutely stellar. And so, if you've got any Titans players, or you've got any on the wire, take a look. Take a look. And as far as uh, teams that look bad, uh, the Bengals are... The Bengals. The Bengals. They are not looking good at all. Absolutely not. At all. not. Uh, beginning of the year, they look solid. 
AJ Green's injury doesn't help at all. The offense looks sluggish. Oh, it hurts that team so much. I mean, they're playing... I mean, don't get me wrong. New Orleans defense is not bad by any means, but they're prone to shootouts. And Which the Chiefs defense... is going to get the ball. The Chiefs time. defense isn't even that uh, that bad either, but they're also prone to shootouts. And what happened both those games? Bengals getting stuff. Uh, probably wouldn't be playing Andy Dalton. Uh, I'd probably be looking... Maybe Dak, not even maybe even Eli. I don't even think Eli's that bad of a choice. Ros, uh, but agreed. Past that point, just look at your Bengals players. If you can sell any of them, give it a shot. I mean, because you're gonna have to wait for AJ to come back, and if you're not in the driver's seat for the playoffs, you're gonna need to make a move. But past that point, uh, I want to ask Michael, what do you? What is your takeaway for Week Eleven? Wow. That was a great handoff. Great the Packers analyst. finally get it. We just talked about it. They finally realize that they have a legit RB1 that who can be a legit RB1 in fantasy that honestly might be a top 10 running back in the league. How, 10 to 15. How do you think it took them that long to figure Aaron out? Aaron Jones is a stud. Quick shout out to Noah, his dude of the week last week. He also, said 150 yards and two touchdowns. I want to shout out Noah too to the beginning did. of the year when he said Aaron Jones is a great stash, but Jamal <laughs> Williams is the better long-term guy, which doesn't like that logic in itself doesn't make sense. <laughs> but hey, Jamal Williams and Michael, is doing though, great. The whole all along we were on the Aaron Jones train. Even though Jared has him in fantasy, it's two great leagues. to see Aaron Jones oh break gosh. because the man he kept putting up nine carries for 75 yards. Noah like, does have him in our league though. Oof. I don't know why he had him if he said Jamal Williams is the man back then. Noah's an interesting character. But <sighs> another one for me is the together. Chargers. And A week ago, I kind of said there's a big four and who's going to kind of who's gonna jump into that party. And I think the Chargers and Steelers are going to make it very interesting in the AFC. The Chargers were my Super Bowl, my pick out of the AFC to make the Super Bowl. And they're just a really complete team that I'm excited to see. They probably won't win the division. They don't get a lot of love. No one goes to their games. But they're a really good football team. I agree. Absolutely agree. Unfortunately for the AFC, my Raiders in the AFC West, though. There's no point even talking about that. But I will say from the AFC, it's going to be interesting because I think it's probably going to end up being the Titans in that second wild card spot. It looked like it was going to be the Bengals the whole time. And that comes back to my takeaway. Who do you think the Titans are going to outbeat in that division, though? Because I do like the Colts, and the Texans definitely aren't going away. Uh, no, I think Didn't the Texans say they're going to be the a Texans are going to win the division, but yeah, the he just Titans. said the Titans will be a wild card team. Yeah, so who's he going to beat out in that division? The Colts. Well, okay, let's and, and the Texans. They He's going to have to beat out one of them. Well, let's not take they, let's, exactly. let's not take too much they can longer. Beat out the Colts and make the be the second wild card. Yeah. Who else in the? Who's in the hunt? The yeah. Chiefs and Chargers will be in. Um, so you, it's only coming down to one wild card. There's okay, the, so so it's the Bengals, the Ravens, the, the no, the, the Texans can win the division, and the Titans and, can still and make the, the Colts. He has to beat out one I of the two. Okay. They can beat okay. out the Colts. The Colts are four so. and five. The Titans have two games against the Colts left. So it, it's pretty much up to them if they win one or both of those games because their schedule for the rest of the season, even though they have one more win than the Colts right now, is. Texans, Jets, Jags, Giants. It'll be interesting. I I like the Colts, but I I almost trust the Colts more than the Titans. Titans seem to just go away at some point. I do think luck is looking good, but that's another topic for another time. Um, But let's go into our disappointments for the week. Um, Sad note, uh, Jared, who disappointed you? Mike Evans. 
Mm, last again. two weeks, I'm just going to stretch it out. The last two weeks, 16 targets, four catches. What is going on with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball Mike, to Mike Evans? I would say he looks almost Fitz tragic right now. He oh just cannot catch the ball for some reason with Fitzpatrick right now. I don't know what's going on. And you know uh, what's great is that at the beginning of the year, Mike Evans was dominating with Fitzpatrick. When Winston came in, he actually dropped. And when Fitzpatrick yeah. came back in, everyone's like, oh, Mike Evans is a bona fide wide receiver one again. And he's just not. That he's just not been. My other guy, Kenyon Drake. Not the lead back anymore in Miami. Getting out-snapped and out-touched by Frank Gore in multiple straight weeks. What is going on? Kenyon Drake is a young, promising running back. Frank Gore is it's not that. about to have a midlife <laughs> he's, crisis. He's 35 years old. It's the Jeremy Hill. It's the Jeremy Hill incident where Jeremy Hill led the league in rushing in like 2015 in the second half of the year and then was a bum the next year. Kenyon Drake, the last five weeks of last year, was a leading rusher in football, and now he just can't figure it out. I, don't, I mean, I don't get it. I've been all over Kenyon Drake. He's clearly, I feel like, the more talented guy with upside, clearly. But the Dolphins don't see it like that. Oh, well. Some things you can't change. I would not be starting Drake pretty much. I, well, any, I wouldn't either. Any format. It's, it, it's hard to start him. For me, piggybacking off of Brandon, Andy Dalton has really disappointed me with his matchups against the Chiefs and Saints just not taking advantage of it. Like I, I get A.J. Green's out, but still. He wasn't gotta, out for that Chiefs you, game. No, not for the Chiefs game, but Dude, for the Saints I game. you got to take advantage of those Tyler defenses. Eifert's out. That's oh, just, that's it. It's almost like that's yeah. not a given every year, you know. <laughs> he's been shred his he's knee. He's been bad though. The past few years, it's all because of Tyler Eifert. Oh, maybe that's he is it. vital. That's what it is. Hey, and for me, this I'm taking a season long here. There are three teams that have really disappointed me this year: in the Packers, the Eagles, and unfortunately, the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, Super Bowl hangovers are a thing, but. The Eagles maintained their roster. Yeah, that makes no sense. Really bad. The Packers were some. I, I've always never thought the Packers to be much outside of Aaron Rodgers in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams had him as a Super Bowl contender, and I mean, we don't even have to get into the Jaguars. They've just really disappointed me this year. What about you, Brandon? Um, I'm going to say, and this isn't by no means a surprising pick, but Jarvis was just. Absolutely. I mean, this should have been a shootout game between the Browns and the Falcons. I mean, the Browns put out shootout numbers, uh, scored 28, I believe, uh, on the Falcon defense. But it was all through Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson Jr. No no David Njoku, no Jarvis Landry. Jarvis had five targets, two receptions for 22 yards. The man's had two touchdowns the entire year. And I know that going into drafting Jarvis Landry. A lot of that was the hard knocks speculation and the fact that the man is just a target and catch God. But he is absolutely trash as far as his value where he was drafted at. I mean, third round. My goodness, the dude's caught I think I think he's caught can you seven balls. Can you guess his catch percentage on the year? This is actually mind-boggling. 19%. That's really ridiculous. Uh, you just tell what it is. 53%. Oh, that's man. bad. You look at Michael Thomas, and it's like, obviously we're not comparing, but 90% for Michael Thomas, yeah. essentially. Oh, I thought it was higher than 90%. It, pr- it might honestly be, but it, it's, 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 I mean, that's not, he's he's been the kind of guy that catches a lot of his targets, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's baffling. The offense just isn't going to work through Jarvis. But um, like Michael said, 
the pack, the Jags, and the Eagles were disappointing, but who's not disappointing from the Eagles, Jared? Carson Wentz. They're not losing, or they are losing games, but in terms of fantasy, doesn't really matter if you win the game or not. Carson Wentz has been putting up 24-plus points basically every week for the past few weeks. Getting like three touchdowns? Three touchdowns. He barely throws interceptions, barely fumbles, always throwing 250 yards. Uh, Shout-out to the Cowboys for that win. Oh, thank you. Shout-out, Zeke. Shout-out, Zeke. Oh, my gosh. Wow. We don't even have to talk about the Cowboys because we all know who you're starting. Um, But Carson Wentz, love him. It have to be like that. I know. Other guy who's impressed me, Anthony Miller, has turned into the new Taylor Gabriel. I don't. I don't know if. Oh, you should Taylor say it Gabriel like that. had quite the amount of value before. <laughs> Taylor Gabriel was he, putting up like randomly putting up twenty point games at the beginning of the year, and now it's just flip flopped. And Anthony Miller's putting up twenty point games. Yeah, no. Taylor Gabriel has not got a long ball in a while. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. He's just going back into hiding. They've essentially given that role to Miller. Um, if you have Gabriel. Look somewhere else. And if you have Miller, that's cool. (laughs) I would be starting. That's about all there is to it, especially against the Vikings this week. Um, I mean, you've got Allen Robinson going to be drawing uh, roads, so I would think Miller would be a good start, in my opinion. Uh, But for my impress, Jared's shaking no at me. I was just doing that because Josh was shaking no. Oh, okay. I was like... I don't know if that's that crazy to say. Uh, for who impressed me uh, last week, I'm going to say Big Ben. Uh, Thursday wow. night football against the Panthers. I mean, Thursday night football is obviously sometimes the numbers get exaggerated, but they do put up a Drew Brees-level game, 328 passing yards, five touchdowns. And the guy from week 14, 15, 16, if that's your playoff schedule, he's playing Oakland, New England, New Orleans. Mm. That is juicy. I like that matchup. I like it. So if you've got Big Ben, I know the person in our league that has Big Ben also has Mahomes. I, I would be at least looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> Down the stretch. And then also who impressed me was Michael's man, Corey Davis. Who I benched. Oh, uh, that is – ah. Would you have won if you I started I don't think him? so. Okay. Yeah, you would have. Actually? Well, OBJ – yeah, came pulled it back. Well, the thing is, you would have we had can, to start him over on. Sony, and that's I don't, I don't, I don't know, know who would be doing. Sony. I was actually thinking about it. Ah. Why well, I actually told someone when Sony does, I didn't expect Sony to play, but I told someone when Sony doesn't play, I'm gonna start Corey. I know I, I told why you. Bill have just held out Sony. Bill, I blame. We you. were in the car together. We were. Yeah, we can move I on. I said I was sitting him even if he's playing. Yeah, we can move on. I think you got bit by the uh, New England running back. Mm. I owe an apology. Mm. You know someone that owes an apology that. Let's hear Needs it. an apology. Jacoby yeah. Brissett. Wow. That man went through hell and back last year with th- probably the worst offensive line aside from the Giants last the last two five years. years for their offensive line's been horrible mm-hmm. until they drafted Quentin Nelson. They haven't given up a sack in four weeks. Are That's you serious? The, you know what's crazy about yeah. this, Staz? The last time someone did more than that was the Giants in 2010. Like, the wow. Giants actually had a good offensive line at some point. And now Eli is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. The, the Colts have a great offensive line, a great quarterback, a great running back, a good a, number one receiver. <laughs> and when he plays. A, 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 a young defense that they'll keep building. They're, they're a good team. Um, but that offensive line, Quentin Nelson's just a man. He flat out pancaked Barry Church. And as a Jaguar fan, it was kind of fun to watch. Basically the new Zach Martin. You masochist? <laughs> That's incredible. Just because they're a guard from Notre Dame. 
<laughs> Another one that impressed me, Mitchell Trubisky. Wow. Ever since Noah said that he told me in, in our apartment he lobby. Told the world. He told me in my apartment wow. lobby that Mitchell Trubisky could not throw a, a touchdown, which was kind of warranted because there had been times where someone would be wide open in the end zone and Trubisky would just wouldn't see him. But after that week, he put up that five-touchdown game against I forgot who. This last week, 355 yards, three touchdowns, and an 148.6 quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That team looks solid. That's a good team. That's they're not good they're your me. NFC North cha- winners right now. Oh, they have an easy, easy schedule. Well, they, too. I think I think the Bears are the Jaguars of last year, yeah. where they have good, great timing with talent coming together. They don't have very many injuries, and they have a very easy schedule because they finished last in the division last year. So yeah. everything's lining up for the Bears this year. The Bears. Um, with that being said, <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> we'll move on to some buy targets. For this upcoming week, throw a name out there. Throw a name out there. Josh Doxson, former TCU wide receiver, Boo. first round pick. Uh, uh, that's kind of a hard one. Uh, I think if you could throw something out there that you aren't necessarily going to play, like a player with decent value, I wouldn't mind giving up. Like if you had extra running backs, just for Josh Doxson, since he's basically the Redskins wide receiver one right now. Uh, but it's not saying much. It's just this, like a wide receiver this, three on a yeah, normal team. Yeah, no, the schedule's terrible, too. So I'm just going to say maybe. If it, it, it would be, have to be pertaining to your situation. It would not be anything where anyone with any team would just say, okay, let me just throw some out there for I Josh. I love Doxon going into the year. Um I tried to target him as a late-round guy that could go off, but, I mean, Alex Smith can't throw to receivers. At all. But, um... With that being said, the last two weeks, a touchdown in each game, he's trending up. For me, I think his value is as high as it's ever going to be with a really hard playoff schedule. I think he's a sell candidate, in my opinion. I just don't know. You, I don't think you can get anything for him. Right. It's going to be tough. He might have I to think it's a, if you have him on, if he's on waivers, pick him up. If he's not, I wouldn't really be going out necessarily to buy him. I'd a, just be going out to I think he's him. a great dynasty buy, though. For sure, we don't talk about dynasty here, but yeah. I think he's a really talented player. Because Alex Smith will be gone in <laughs> at the end of. I don't know. Year, Alex Smith's one of those kind of guys that could just play till he's stick around. Fifty, just the true game manager. Oh well. Next guy, James White. What do you guys think? Because he's coming off of how that terrible game against the Titans. I mean, yep. The P- Patriots can just throw that. And game Sony away. Michelle's coming back. How does that affect James White's value? Uh, I honestly, I don't think that his value. I mean, obviously, the games that he had without Sony there, um, yeah, obviously taking a hit from that standpoint. But if you're comparing him to whenever Sony was playing and James White was there, he's still getting like eight, nine targets a game. Yeah, I think he's better with with Sony Michelle running the ball. Yeah, so I think if you could get someone just being an idiot because they're like James White scored five points this week, I'm gonna sell him. I'd buy in on that well, for sure. It's Plus tough with for the me. Buy, it might be a good week. Being to a get James him. White owner, I know how good he is, but I really don't think the average fantasy football player actually respects James White for how good he actually is. Like That's I'm true. personally on the sell side, but if I had him on my team, I you're don't expecting low end RB because he's li- high end RB two. He's literally played as a low end RB one in a yeah. PPR and half PPR league. I think it's concerning with Sony and Rex Burkhead eligible to come back in Week 13 that. Maybe down the stretch he doesn't have as much of a workload, but then again, the man's like their 
number one targeted receiver. Yep. yep. So it, it's 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 tough. But uh, for another candidate, I'll throw out um, Philip Lindsay. Uh, Philip Lindsay coming I off the bye. Love Philip Lindsay. Love, love, love him because I think now Royce Freeman Vance, coming back as well. Vance, okay. Vance could have a uh, could beg to differ, but I think he's clearly the better running back over Royce Freeman. One hundred percent. And mm-hmm. I think some people will get scared that Royce Freeman's coming back. For me, I'm not scared. I actually think that helps if you're trying to buy him because the guy that owns him could think his value has decreased. He has a really good playoff schedule with the Niners, Browns, and Raiders. Those are teams that. They could, they should be winning against mm-hmm. that. They'll just run the ball, and I think Philip Lindsay will be a very good playoff asset for sure. No, uh, I think anyone that actually thinks that Royce Freeman will hurt his value is not a good fantasy player by any means. Disagree. I, really, Royce Freeman's usually gets oh ten plus carries, ten to twelve carries a game. Philip Lindsay. Okay, I'm hold on. Assuming his. His, uh, I don't think his numbers have changed that much. Maybe not fantasy numbers in terms of just carries. Lindsey's just been really consistent. Yeah. yeah, but if you look at a usage rate, if your usage rate is going down a little bit with another player coming back, it I definitely don't see it helping. Right, but I, I think at, at the end of the day, game flow. Philip Lindsey's just a better running back to play during these games. For sure. Obviously, that's not my decision to make, but it, it's also just funny because they drafted Royce Freeman. Yeah, then and they get now, him undrafted. And now an undrafted rookie is literally beating him out. And that doesn't mean that Royce is bad. Oh, no, Royce is a... He's, he's a, a very good... He's a good running a goal back. Line. It's just a different kind of running back from Lindsay. They Lindsay. complement each other. Yeah. Thunder and lightning, you it, know? It's kind of... It, I almost look... I, I hesitate to say this, but I almost look at it as an Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams situation because typically when you look at their stat lines, Philip Lindsay, which is expected when he gets like 10 to 12 carries is typically the guy with the more yards per carry and it's like why not just give him the ball more but i feel like he's better used in a change of pace kind of back roll Mm -hmm. but watching him play he could be a three down back he runs great between the tackles i just love philip Lindsay. i gush over him yeah (laughs) great guy what a guy amazing dude um let's go to a scrappy guy you want to you want to go to ourselves you want to throw then that last name out there for bye just for you, just for your sake. I want to buy Cam Newton. Oh, buy, wow. buy, buy, buy. People bold can say, statement. "Oh, the Steelers have a really bad secondary. He just p- played poorly." Well, that might decrease his value. But for me, <clears throat> if you're a good team with an average quarterback and a lot of talent on the rest of your roster, you can bundle your quarterback with another, you know, wide receiver, running back asset mm-hmm. that should start. An upgrade at quarterback. He has a dream schedule. I'd even pay a premium for Cam Newton because he has a dream playoff schedule with the Bucks, Browns, Saints, and Falcons weeks 13 through 16. This is the type of player that can win you a league, hands down. 100%. And I think the the big thing about trying to to buy Cam is that whatever owner has Cam, uh, they're looking coming off that Thursday night football. Thursday night football, which is supposed to be like an adrenaline uh, injection into your fantasy lineup with how poor defenses play on Thursday. Still, he only scored 17. and But most of that is just because the O-line for Carolina was pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. 13 in, st- in standard scoring. 13. Wow. Yeah, no. And that's that's just... 
terrible as uh, a fantasy owner. And I think you might have some panickers out there. Maybe someone that has, like, I don't know, Matt Ryan on their bench to go with Cam. They'll probably say, oh, yeah, you know, it's right before the deadline. It's not a big deal. We'll just go ahead and sell Cam off. And it's it honestly, it could be a situation where you could trade someone that you're just that's a, probably a better play, but you're just hesitant about with their schedule. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes has a relatively difficult playoff schedule now. Patrick Mahomes can do what he does against yeah. anyone, but you could potentially trade Mahomes for Cam and another player, and you could actually win that oh, deal. Probably, probably not another player. I think you oh, could you easily could, go, you could Mahomes. go Mahomes for Cam. Yeah, for sure. I'd rather Mahomes, honestly. Well, he's definitely more the impressive quarterback, but, you know. I want to transition into my cell, yep. who I was traded for, for Philip Lindsay in one of my leagues. It's Marvin Jones. Now, yeah, he has a bye this week, but or not even playing this week. But come the playoff stretch, he has a horrible schedule. Now with him, him being, I mean, he's been the number one guy, draws the number one target or the number one corner, but he has to go against Patrick Peterson, Tredavious White, and Xavier Rhodes all in the playoffs, and I don't want anything to do with Marvin Jones. No, absolutely not. He's also just not been very good. I think losing Golden Tate hurts him. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, and I think you can throw in Galladay on that, too. Uh, really? As a sell, yeah. Galladay had a pretty good week last week. I like Galladay even better than Jones. But Gall- Oh, I do like Galladay ROS over Jones, but I don't think that... I don't think he'll have a good game this week. The only reason why he had a good week last week is because of a trash time touchdown. And that is it. And our Armed Forces listener just said, you talked about the Colts and you didn't even mention Eric Ebron. I'm here to tell you to sell Eric Ebron. I 100% agree. Anyone (laughs) with a brain, a pulse, and a smartphone, if you keep on to Eric Ebron, you you are a moron. The guy is on pace for 48 targets. Now, I heard this on the Fantasy Pros podcast. Shout out, Fantasy Pros. They said that he is on pace for 48 total targets the whole year. For the last five years, the top 12 tight ends, not one of them has had 48 targets or less, which for obvious reasons. No one no one works at that efficiency level as a tight end, and no one gets jet sweeps on the one. You're, mean to, you're, yeah. you're telling me that that rushing touchdown's not sustainable. It is not sustainable. I hate to say it. Oh well, I mean, I think someone can look at him and be like, oh, it's a tight end one. Well, I personally disagree, especially with Jack Doyle. I think Jack Doyle's a, the favorite target of Andrew Locke. And that's, that's the, the like cherry on top of the disappointment Sunday, is that <laughs> even with all these obvious factors that there's going to be regression with Eric Ebron, you literally have another tight end that's more talented than him that is a working in machine. the same offense. Target machine. If you have Eric Ebron, also, sell it. Also, what about it. Willie Cox? <sighs> okay. Or whatever his name is. Let's not be profane on the all show, right, please. Yeah, let's, let's move on here. Uh, Scrapping a touchdown. They have three tight ends that they can go to in the, in the red zone. Yeah, I think Willie Cox just got a touchdown because the He's Jags. He's gotten multiple well, this year. The Jags just had mental breaks last week. It was, it was really bad. Like, yeah. it's, like The defense didn't play bad if they played to their scheme. There were just every drive, there was a, oh, I think I'm running man. Oh, I'm running zone. Oh, there goes Eric Ebron for 65 yards for a touchdown. So dumb. Whatever. We, I, I'm sorry. We shouldn't be talking about that. Another sell for me, Matt Breida. Just coming off a great week. Value is high. If you look at his playoff schedule, the Seahawks and the Bears in week 15 and 16, I would not count on that. 
not at all. I'd trade him off to your taco who might actually be competing, who thinks he's actually pretty good. And if they could give if you, you could get some juju, like juju, if you could trade him this week too before the buy, even better. Because I think any, I can definitely see someone saying, "Oh wow, Brita." Wow, he really stuck it to the Giants this week, and Mostert's not even on the team it's anymore. Good run defense. <laughs> Almo is absolutely garbage, and I can definitely see someone being in the thought process of, "Oh, Breed is getting the touches." Yeah, he's he's going to be great. Absolutely not. Uh, that Niner offense is absolutely horrid. Don't buy into it at all. Even if it's Nick Mullins, Dumb. that's just not a good idea. Nick Mullins is good though. He's played two great defenses in John Gruden and the Thank Giants. You. <laughs> the two biggest tankers in the league. Hey, what do you mean? The Giants and the Raiders. We have Bruce Irving. <laughs> oh, he's good. No, we don't have him anymore, actually. Yeah, he's good. Um, anyways. Um, anyways. My last. I want to I wanna conclude the cell uh, segment with, uh, or at least for, for my cells. I want to say cell. McCaffrey. Love it. Absolutely sell Christian McCaffrey. Agreed. I know, actually, a certain person I know that traded for McCaffrey is going to be thinking, this is so dumb. He just had two straight 30-plus point weeks. You're telling me I need to get rid of the guy? Yes. The guy is working with a 96% snap ratio. Uh, That's not sustainable by any means. Uh, Absolutely not. And his last, like I said, last week against uh, the Steelers. Every single play that McCaffrey scraps a few touchdowns was the the pocket collapsing. Cam needs to throw to someone. Christian's always open, and he gets to go 20, 30 yards. Mm, that's what Cam Newton's always been, been, though. That's all, I mean, that's one hundred percent always been Cam Newton. But he's, he's always been able to. Uh, let's not be let's not be rude, but I want us to realize that McCaffrey is not going to be able to be thirty plus every single game. Well, the guy who would you trade him for? Like a, a good running back? Who would you trade him for? Who'd you rather have? Just Here's like, what I would say, real quick, <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, if you can get round one value out of McCaffrey, do it. I see, still see going forward, he's a late round two value. Him, so is he better get, than Joe Mixon? I don't think so for I'd the rest of the season. McCaffrey than Mixon. That's only because AJ's out and the Bengals just look exactly. Terrible. I love That's the way I'd you say the Bengals. I just want us. I just want y'all to to really hone it in. I love it, Cincinnati. Bengals. Jared, you've been kind of quiet on the cell front. Who you got? Yeah, it's just because mine, I feel like, are obvious. But I just want to go for it. Two trash players. <laughs> Say it. LaShawn McCoy and Derek Henry. Throw them in the garbage can. Real quick, before last week's destruction of the New York Jets, McCoy, in the last, the previous three games, he had 24 carries for a grand total of 24 yards. That's one yard a carry. Whoa, Zero that's touchdowns. Good, that's good math. He's terrible. And he's old, and he's not a good person, and that offense is trash. Not he's not a good person. <laughs> wait, shout wait, shout out Matt Barkley, yeah. though. Shout Matt out Barkley. Uh, shout out Matt Barkley. Number one. Ugh. My other guy, Derrick Henry, also not good. Four touchdowns in his last three games. You know how many he had in the previous six games? Zero. To start the, zero. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Uh, consistently getting less than ten carries per game. Obviously, he's not catching passes because he can't do that. And Deion Lewis is alive. Mm. Uh, he's no Heisman winner anymore. He's a goal line back. He's a goal line back who I don't think is good at football. Sorry. Also, Michael, to answer your question, for running backs to sell McCaffrey on, 
Um, I would say the lowest value I would go as far as a running back, I mean, obviously, I think what you should do if you're selling McCaffrey is try to get one or two players. Probably not go straight for a running back, uh, but if you can work someone in. But I would say the lowest straight-up running back would be Fournette. Fournette for McCaffrey. Fournette's got a great schedule the rest I of the year. I would not do that. Why not? Because I am not confident that Leonard Fournette can stay healthy yeah, for really four weeks. Uh, plus, I just don't. Plus, I don't think so. I, there's no. I'm just being honest. There's no other threat in the Jaguars' offense. He's going to see That's literally true. ten man boxes. That. I don't know about and the Jags, that one. Uh, it's okay, a little bit of an exaggeration. But the Jags' <laughs> offensive line is actually horrid, too. We're starting Eric Flowers at left tackle. That's bad. Yikes. What's wrong with that? Former top He's 10 good. pick. It's a first round pick. He feasted on the NFC least. The NFC least. <laughs> All right. Upside from ourselves, we'll go on to our dudes of the week. And for this, we'll have to make a quick call. To the host of the show, Whoa. Noah. Well, you're not calling me or Michael. Noah, you're on the air. Hey! How come you're not hey here? Guys. How come you're not here? Let's not have him go on a rant or anything. Hey guys, what's up? How's it going, uh, dude? Before we move on, I just want to do my own sell category. First of all, I disagree. McCaffrey is not a sell. He keep him on your team. If you look at the rest of McCaffrey's schedule, we got Detroit. He's going to feast against my Lions this week. Seattle, we just saw Aaron Jones tear it up, especially in the, the past first game. Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and Atlanta are all juicy for the picking. New Orleans, he plays twice, one in 17, so if your team does, your league doesn't do playoffs in 17, don't worry about it. 15, there'll be one off week, but he'll be good in the passing game anyway, so it's going to be a high-scoring game. Do not sell McCaffrey. You guys are all idiots. Another sell, I want to say, Brandon Holmes. He's been pretty good. You know, he's been pretty consistent, but, you know, after that performance with McCaffrey, get him off your show. Um, His value's higher than it'll ever be. Like a host like Victor, Trevino, Rachel Offsell, even MTC, much more valuable than Brandon Holmes. Um, I would say ROS, the woman that we had on to talk about her opinion on chicken and waffles, even though she was vegan. Oh, yeah. Probably better than me at this point. Uh, If you can sell me for her. I would if you're an NFL player, ask her thoughts, scale 1 to 10. Whatever she says, 1 to 10, better than what you would say. <sighs> Whatever, man. But I want to hear your dude of the week, bro. <laughs> Who's your dude? Uh, my my dude of the week, and I'm going on a limb here because I really don't like the Titans at all. <sighs> um, I don't like those weird teams that keep scores low. But I think Dion Lewis against the Colts is a good week this week. Colts are really bad against the receiving running back. Dion Lewis going to be a close game 80 reception receiving yards on six <laughs> receptions and a touch you think he's going to have 80 receptions this week i said 80 receiving yards reception yards same thing oh, okay all right you better watch your mouth because your job is, is hanging by a thread let's get your dud while we're at it as well okay my dud joe mixon and it breaks my heart because i have him in two leagues Joe Mixon, who is also not worth more than Christian McCaffrey, will have 60 total yards, oh, no that. touchdowns, against the Ravens team coming off the bye. Uh, you know, they still don't have A.J. Tyler Boyd was disappointing in his wide receiver one role. Uh, I really like uh, I, I like Mixon past this week. 
especially when AJ's back to free up the box. But McFinn's not going to have a good game. He's still a must start, but I just I don't think he's going to do well. Well, we appreciate your input as the host of the show. We love you. We think you're an amazing man and person, and we wish you were here so we could just give you a big group hug. Don't don't kiss up. Uh, <laughs> this is not going to work. Hey, don't in talk that call, to me slow like in I'm that a call. child. I'm not a child. Okay. You got to end that call, I'm man. I'm taking flights across the country. I got things to do, Brandon. Okay. Otherwise, well, I like I like the rest of the duds. I like the rest of the dudes. Ex- all right. I think we're I think, some, uh, I, think I think we just <laughs> broke up with them anyways. I'll, I think we're going through a tunnel. Uh that's I'll, unfortunate. I'll 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 try to I'm, I'm I I expect him to talk for 5 more minutes. I'm not prepared. Uh my dude of the week Sterling Shepard. Absolutely. Has uh, which brings up some some mixed emotions here because someone on this on this show benched him for Marquez Valdez Scantling which was clearly a bad play. But you know, that's not Neither here nor there, but Sterling Shepard goes for 100 plus yards and a touchdown against the Bucks. Absolutely agree. I wonder if uh, if you only did that because I didn't start him. No, he's 100 percent looking like a dude of the week. I would have looked for 100 rankings. plus yards. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll, well, uh, I won't, I'll, I'll take the I under on that. For I sure. personally wouldn't say 100. I'd say 75 plus and a touchdown. But he's just saying 100. When you go, dude, you got to go big. Yeah, I'm definitely big. saying. If he goes, big. if he gets 90 yards and a touchdown, I'm saying I count 60 that as yards success. or under. That's my. I position. disagree. But All right. smack um, it on the wall, Jared. Since you want to talk so much, how about you give us your dude? I of the don't week? want to talk so much. That's the thing. Okay, then hey, I'll just say hey, my guys, dude of the let's, week. Let's yeah. keep it down, guys. I'll say Come my on. dude of the week then. I want to say Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> um, Moving along, I'll go with my dude. Hold, hold on. Look, he's playing the Chargers. They looked. The Broncos looked terrible against the Texans, and people really want to say that Emmanuel Sanders doesn't have value. He has value. Okay. Who's saying that? Huh? Who says Emmanuel Sanders doesn't have value? Well, okay. And a wide receiver, too. You're yeah. right. I, I, I did sell that one a little too much. I would say <laughs> people said that he was going to take a, a tank in value past DT being traded, which I don't think makes any sense. I mean, I just, think, I just think he was overperforming. I think, yeah. he, was, I think he was overperforming so I, I a bit. His regression isn't his role. It's just him not being as good as what he's been playing at. Yeah. But I fifty yard rushing touchdowns. I'm expecting and passing touchdowns. I'm expecting six catches, eighty yards. That's your dude is eighty yards and a wow. touchdown and a two point right. conversion. Receiver and a two point conversion. Might as well take the E off that and move it over to Dud. But anyways, <laughs> for me, my Dud of the week, Dalvin Cook, who people are now. I mean, I was all over Dalvin Cook last year. Drafted him in like the fifth round. Loved him. Good pick. And did great for the first two and a half weeks. Thought he was like a borderline RB1 and then just tore his ACL and it, ah, it pained me. He died. Mm. Anyways, comes back. He finally appears to be healthy. And you look at his stat line and what did he have? Like nine carries for 70 yards or 10 carries 80, for 79. 89, 79. You take away that 60 yard run, he wound up with only 19 carries on the 19 yards on the remainder of the carries. I just. I don't know. I, I'm skeptical. I don't think he's a, a must-start, and I think against the Bears defense in Chicago on Sunday Night Football, which is going to be a great game, by the way. I'm Will really be. looking forward to that. That's oh, gonna, I'm wondering how cold that game's going to be. might decide the NFC North. I think he gets less than 45 yards and no touchdowns. Wow. Definitely a possibility. Definitely a possibility. We'll go to my uh, dude of the week real quick. Dude of the week. 
dude of the week. I didn't get to say it. Well, I gave you an opportunity, and you said, I don't want to talk. I thought I was going to go after you, but it's all right. It's I gave you... All right, whatever. Dak Prescott. No, say what you wrote. Dak. Big Dak Prescott. <laughs> Big Dak. First 300-yard passing game of the year. Of his career? <laughs> of the year. I don't know if it's his career. It might be. It, it better not be. <laughs> There's a good chance, honestly. <laughs> Uh, my guess throws a five-yard slant to Amari, and he takes it 90 yards, and that's why. <laughs> on, on fourth and 93. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's going to be jumping That's a Jason up. Garrett call right there. Oh, yeah. He'll be clapping in the corner. Spit. Chewing his gum. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott. The Falcons' defense has just been terrible to opposing quarterbacks, even bad ones. Even though we thought, I mean, everyone was looking at the Atlanta and, and Browns They've, game. They have a lot thinking, of. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a shootout. Atlanta could not put points up for some reason. Mm-hmm. I could see this being a really good game and Dak Prescott having an extraordinary game. I think he's amazing for a uh, streamer pick this I wanna, week. I want to oh, yeah. take a poll. How many games do you think he has of 300-plus yards passing? In zero. his career? I'd say zero. Yeah, in his career. In his career? I'm going to have to say two. It's three. Mm. Wow. One last year against the New York football giants. And then his, in his not rookie really. year, his famed rookie year, he had a 319-yard day against the Steelers, and then a 301-yard game against the Ravens in the next week. That's the Ravens. Wow. Back-to-back weeks with 300-plus yards. That's special. And then Dez caught that ball. Oh, wait, never mind. That wasn't that year. That oh, was the year before. please. What? What? Sorry. Yeah. Misspoke. Speaking of duds, like Dez Bryant, my dud of the week. He got paid. Sorry for just this being just way too obvious. Tyler Boyd. I don't think I'd start Tyler Boyd. I this disagree. Week. I don't think I'd start him. Uh, Ravens have some of the best corners in the league. Some of the one of the best <laughs> all around. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, it's basically just That's Jimmy it. Smith. One of the best all around defenses in the league, including their their safeties and D line. Uh, also linebackers. The whole the whole defense is just very good. Uh, their quarterback Joe Flacco is probably not going to be playing. Lamar Jackson wasn't practicing, so there's a chance RG3 suits up and starts the game, which just means I think this will be a low-scoring game in general. And I don't think Tyler Boyd will have that good of a game. I'm going three catches, 40 yards. Lamar did practice today, so or yesterday. Could, my bad. He is could. He practicing yeah, today? he practiced today. I didn't get the updated scouting report. We'll see what happens. Like like you'll Jared hear, and you'll uh, hear his name later. I like Jared and Noah going for the Bengals guys for their duds. Really creative. Um, my dud is going to be Allen Robinson, which I was going to say last week, and I adjusted that to Alshon. Thank God, because Allen Allen Robinson went off. Yeah, I love Allen Robinson, but I don't think this week looks good for him. Uh, Sunday night football. It's going to be cold. It's going to be twenty nine degrees. That doesn't have anything to do with his value, but. Um, <laughs> I don't like him this week. Uh, I think Trubisky is probably going to have a decent game. He won't have a stellar one, but I wouldn't be looking at Allen as an option. Uh, just because he had a 26-point game in half PPR doesn't mean that. I mean, he's a he's a very boomer bust guy, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't what he – I mean, he scored, had six, that 16-touchdown year in the Jags, but he also had a lot of yards. Yep. So this is a new kind of – new setting for him. Yeah. Let's get on to – America's second favorite segment of the week, Jammin'. To Jammin'. recap last week, Noah beat both Jared and I. Jared came in second. Noah's got a two-game lead on Jared, who has a two-game lead on me. I'm, I'm uh, 
we don't have to talk about that. Brandon lost to the coin, who actually outscored all of us by a significant amount of significant margin. The coin is now two and four against Brandon. Brandon four and two against the coin. Would have thought playing Lashawn McCoy was a incredible play. play. Wow. The coin. The coin just has. has, has, I'll announce Noah's. Noah's got Mitchell Trubisky. Against the Vikings, interesting. Alex Collins, Lamar Miller, Sterling Shepard, John Brown, Greg Olson. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what Gregory is. Yeah. For me, I'll go ahead and just I'll say mine. I have Lamar Jackson if he plays, Dak if he doesn't. Alex Collins, Peyton Barber, Sterling Shepard, Tyler Boyd, and Jordan Howard or OJ Howard, not Jordan Howard. And then I'll announce the coin. I'll let these guys get theirs in a second. Dak, Austin Eckler, Jalen Richard, Allen Robinson, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram. Not bad, not bad. I'll go with mine. Quarterback, Dak Prescott, running back, Alex Collins, and Jalen Richard. Hello. Sterling Shepard and Allen Robinson as my receivers. The dud of the week. And my tight end, Greg Olson. Moving on to Brandon. Uh, just before I say my lineup, I just want to say, had I played... Jared Michael Noah for the last three weeks, I'd be eight and one. That's not your lineup. I w- it, no, but had I known I was playing you, I think we all would have set different lineups. So you can't oh really make that strict comparison. Anyway, I just want to. I just want y'all to know that I deserve to feel valued. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, my lineup is quarterback Dak Prescott seems to be the popular choice. Running back Doug Martin, not Richard. Uh, running back Alex Collins. Uh, looking for Collins to have a good week this week. My wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Deshaun Jackson. And for my tight end, Evan Ingram, because I don't want to be like y'all and just pick Greg Olson. <clears throat> Noah. Uh, I didn't pick Greg Olson, thank you. I, I know, that was more directed towards uh, Jared and Are you trying to hedge your Noah. bet here by picking the, the coins the coins tight end? Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's all right, dude. We, I had that we beforehand. Know, we don't have to talk I about really it. I really did. We don't, Whatever, we don't have to talk Whatever. about it. All right, let's do some quick Yikes. fire start sits at the running back position. Yeah. You're kind of going to – might, you might laugh. Peyton Barber at the Giants or Jordan Howard at home against Minnesota? Jordan Howard. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. 100. Dude, Jordan Howard is one hundred Jordan. Howard. absolute trash. Does not he belong in that offense. Look that good this year either. Yeah, I think I'd he's still take him over. He's right. one of the top Peyton running Barber. backs at running in between the tackles. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Supposed to be quick fire boys. Um, Sammy Watkins, which actually might not play. So assuming Sammy Watkins plays or Anthony Miller, Sammy Watkins. I, w- I w- want Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I'd take Sammy Watkins. Evan Ingram or Ricky Seals Jones. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, for Ricky sure. Ricky Seals-Jones. Ricky Seals-Jones had 6 for 55 last week, and he's playing an absolutely horrid Oakland secondary. Cool. I'll take it. Okay, mm. cool. Hook him. And apparently... <laughs> okay, cool. Hook him, baby. Yeah, apparently something coming from Garrett. Theo Riddick or Josh Adams? Definitely Theo Riddick. Definitely Theo Riddick. It, I think anyone trying to play a Eagles running back, there's only one condition that you would ever be playing an Eagles running back, and that's if you have five buys. That is it. There's absolutely no other reason to be running an Eagles running back. It's a running back by committee. Josh Adams, for sure, he's been the highest snapped uh, running back, but there's no point in in risking your your game on Josh Adams. Uh, But... Uh, I'm gonna yeah, say it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be theoretic. Just don't think twice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rapid fire. Yeah, uh, my bad. Kind of rapid fire. Two quick trades. Yeah, let's, let's do something. Let's just do one. Which side you want? Philip Lindsay or Allen Robinson? Give me Philip. Give me Philip. 
Phillip. And another a second one, Alex Collins or Greg Olson? Give me Collins. Give me Collins. That's team dependent, but I'll take Collins. And to our dogs of the week. Yep. Who you got? I got the Chiefs over the Rams. Monday Night Football in L.A. Chiefs currently not favored. That's an incredible underdog pick, Can, man. Thank you. It's actually a three-and-a-half-point spread. so it's That's actually, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I agree. Uh, Michael, who do you have? I think the Vikings get it done in Chicago on Sunday Night Football. I agree, too. I agree Two as well. Two-and-a-half-point dogs, I think they win. Well, it'd be nice to see the Bears play a good team for once. Stephon back. Anything is possible. I do think Stefan's going to go off. I would have picked him as I'm my I'm just dude, really looking forward to that game. It's going to be a fun one. And for my underdog of the week, I've got the Dallas Cowboys over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we're really just we're really eating up. I'm on, honestly on surprised the Falcons right are favored. I know. Well, I mean, they're playing in Atlanta. Uh, the Cowboys, they've just had a rough year. Uh, I mean. A lot of Cowboys fans, myself included, were very disappointed about the Titans game, but I think the Cowboys are going to put it together. And Deion Jones is out. Thought he might come back out for the game against the Cowboys. Really? I didn't know wow. he was coming back this year. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Nope. Let's go Falcons. Need that draft pick. <sighs> Any Anything you guys want to just you know chat about real quick? We, we ended actually in a minute before six for once. That is amazing. That's Good. amazing what happens when the – the podcast is well oiled and it just runs. Just a well like oiled machine today. Like Juan's car. Oh, that's really rude. <laughs> so, <laughs> just the oil's not the problem with this. You guys car. got anything? Just life advice or just anything? Yeah, about I just want to give a quick shout about? out to Garrett. Thanks for listening, buddy. Appreciate you. I want to shout out. I don't think we can shout this man out enough. Ethan Wells, what yep. you do for our country is absolutely amazing. I completely agree. He is I, filling up cars like it's nobody's business, and it's all the defeat of North Korea. I respect you. So patriotism, I agree. Uh, who else is there? I would say my last bit of advice. Hey, guys, this do is for those with only two or three wins in the year. Hell, maybe even one. Life is about luck. And sometimes skill doesn't get in the way. Yep. But I want you all to know that not every time everything's going to be exactly the way you want it to be. Oh, did you look at the time at 6 o'clock? I want you all to just get it done. And anybody got tissues? And just get better. You got, yeah! you got any tissues? I'm tearing up. Whatever right. you do, if you're a really poor team, just do not finish last. Don't just get, get better. the sacko. Just get better. This has been another episode of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy. The four of us. The four amigos, the four musketeers. Can we get Josh on mic real quick? Signing off. Yeah, Josh, hop on mic. Josh, you want to hop on? Any last words? Uh, Cowboys five Super Bowls. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Empire Strikes Back better than A New Hope. Thank you. Uh, those are two factual statements. This has been a great episode, boys. It's been a pleasure. I loved it. See y'all next week.